May 24th. And now as we read from the New Testament, or get ready to read from the New Testament, we'll be reading in John chapter 13, verse 31, through chapter 14, verse 14. We'll learn what Judas knew. Jesus did not reveal Judas's secret. In fact, he treated him just like the others, and they detected nothing amiss. What love that Jesus should not only protect the man who betrayed him, but even wash his feet. Jesus with the towel is the perfect example of humility. Judas with the bread is a perfect example of hypocrisy and treachery. And we'll learn what the world must know. The distinguishing mark of true disciples is their love for one another. And it's the kind of love that the world can see. He commands us to love and He gives us the power to obey. And then we'll move on into chapter 14 of the book of John. No wonder the disciples were troubled. Jesus was going to leave them. One of them would betray Him and Peter would deny Him. Jesus encouraged them by telling them about Himself and the Father. Always Jesus, you know, takes us to the Father. We have a home in heaven when life is over here on earth, and we shall meet Jesus and the Father. James M. Gray wrote, Who could mind the journey when the road leads home? <laughs> That's blessed assurance. Jesus reveals the Father. In what He said and did during His earthly ministry, Jesus revealed the Father. He said, I, my Father, are one. How can we not love the Father? when he's like Jesus. Well, let's begin today our uh, reading in the New Testament. May 24th, John chapter 13, verse 31, through chapter 14, verse 14. As soon as Judas left the room, Jesus said, The time has come for me, the Son of Man, to enter into my glory, and God will receive glory because of all that happens to me and God will bring me into my glory very soon. Dear children, how brief are these moments before I must go away and leave you. Then, though you search for me, you cannot come to me, just as I told the Jewish leaders. So now I am giving you a new commandment. Love each other. Just as I have loved you, you should love each other. Your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples." Simon Peter said, Lord, where are you going? And Jesus replied, You can't go with me now, but you will follow me later. But why can't I come now, Lord? he asked. I am ready to die for you. Jesus answered, Die for me? No. Before the rooster crows tomorrow morning, you will deny three times that you even know me. Don't be troubled. You trust God. Now trust in me. There are many rooms in my Father's home, and I am going to prepare a place for you. If this were not so, I would tell you plainly, when everything is ready, I will come and get you, so that you will always be with me where I am, and you know where I am going and how to get there. No, we don't know, Lord, Thomas said. We haven't any idea where you are going, so how can we know the way? Jesus told him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. 
No one can come to the Father except through me. If you had known who I am, then you would have known who my Father is. From now on you know him and have seen him. Philip said, Lord, show us the Father, and we will be satisfied. Jesus replied, Philip, don't you even yet know who I am, even after all the time I have been with you? Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. So why are you asking to see him? Don't you believe that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me? The words I say are not my own, but my Father, who lives in me, does his work through me. Just believe that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me, or at least believe because of what you have seen me do. The truth is, anyone who believes in me will do the same works I have done, and even greater works, because I am going to be with the Father. You can ask for anything in my name, and I will do it, because the work of the Son brings glory to the Father. Yes, ask anything in my name, and I will do it. If all you want to do is be forgiven, you just admit it to God. But if you want to change, and you want to be healed, and you want to be different, God says you're going to have to admit it to one other person. You don't have to admit it to everybody. Just All you need to do is have one person who's going to love you unconditionally, accept it, pray for you. They're going to be a, an accountability partner. They're going to be a, a, a you know, it, nobody goes into battle fighting a war by themselves. You go with the team. You go with the platoon. You need a battle buddy. You need one person in your life that you're gut level honestly frank with. And you can share that with. And if it's not your husband or your wife, then if you're a woman, you need to get another woman to share it with. If you're a guy, you need to get another guy to share it with. You go, look, I just need to tell you, I'm struggling with this. And by doing that, the relief valve is opened and the pressure is off. And the boogeyman isn't as big as you thought he was. Now the Bible claims this, James 5.16. Confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that God can heal you. When a believing person prays, great things happen. Now, he says, confess it not to God. It says confess to each other and pray for each other, and then you'll be healed. All right, real quick. What did your pastor preach on Sunday? You know, as a pastor, I know all too well how quickly Sunday's sermon can be forgotten by Monday morning. And it's not that we don't love the Lord, not that we don't love His Word. It's just that life crowds in so quickly. So Proverbs 27 17 reminds us that as iron sharpens iron, one man sharpens another. The idea here is accountability. It's discipleship. Because we need those constant reminders. We need that challenge in our life to push us forward. And so maybe it's a phone call once a week to someone that we trust. Or maybe it's involvement in a small group or community that help propel our faith forward in all our actions throughout the entirety of the whole week. And so when you have that, your relationship with God is so much stronger and your relationship and effectiveness with the people around you is so much sharper. And so that's today's Bible Lunch. I'd love to hear about how your accountability partner or small group helps you maintain what's in your heart to be acted out in your actions. But that's enough for me. It's time for you to open up God's Word and get munching. Today we're reading in Psalm 119, verses 17 through 32. Knowing and obeying God's Word will bring blessings to your life, some of which are given in these sections. Uh, but if God is to bless you, 
you must sincerely seek the Lord and not just study the Bible. It's not facts in the head, but truth in the heart that makes you grow in the Lord. Psalm 119, verses 17 through 32. Be good to your servant, that I may live and obey your word. Open my eyes to see the wonderful truths in your law. I am but a foreigner here on earth. I need the guidance of your commands. Don't hide them from me. I am overwhelmed continually with a desire for your laws. You rebuke those cursed proud ones who wander from your commands. Don't let them scorn and insult me, for I have obeyed your decrees. Even princes sit and speak against me. But I will meditate on your principles. Your decrees please me. They give me wise advice. I lie in the dust, completely discouraged. Revive me by your word. I told you my plans, and you answered. Now teach me your principles. Help me understand the meaning of your commandments, and I will meditate on your wonderful miracles. I weep with grief. Encourage me by your word. Keep me from lying to myself. Give me the privilege of knowing your law. I have chosen to be faithful. I have determined to live by your laws. I cling to your decrees. Lord, don't let me be put to shame. If you will help me, I will run to follow your commands. Proverbs 15, verses 31 and 32. If you listen to constructive criticism, you will be at home among the wise. If you reject criticism, you only harm yourself. But if you listen to correction, you grow in understanding.